Hello everyone, it's September 6th, 2017. My name is Hunter Colloran. My name is Thomas Anderson. And today we're getting down to business with economics major, English minor, Tillman scholar, and business ambassador, Jack Longo. Jack, how are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're happy to have yeah. you. Um, do you have any big plans tonight? Anything crazy you doing after this? You know, just studying for my Econ 312 homework with my, my friend Cody, but you know, nothing, besides that, nothing too crazy. Yeah. The life of an Econ major. Right. Econ 312, that's intermediate micro, you were just telling me. Mm -hmm. So, can you give any advice or like any tips about like that class yet? I know it's kind of early, but... It's, it's really early. Just brush up on your uh, calculus, your, your AP calculus from high school, and I think you'll be good. I think a lot of people forget that Economics is a lot of calculus, but if you remember your derivatives, you'll you'll be golden. So. Nice. Ugh, math. <laughs> Not a big fan of math. Okay, so Jack, like I mentioned before, you're an econ major and an English minor. Those two are very different. Why That's did true. you Why yeah. did you decide to have that big of a contrast? But in your education, um, I first of all, I've always loved uh, English. English has always been probably my best subject in school, um, and I always. Yeah, I wanted to read and have a class where I was forced to read. Like last year I had the human event and it was kind of sad. I was in my accounting class. I'm doing a financial statement. I'm like, I don't like this. I wish I was reading. And so I added the minor. Uh, I didn't want to disappoint my parents too much. I added the <laughs> full major. But uh, the minor is just it's 18 credits. I, my goal, I want to go to law school. So just having a class that's forcing me to write and read it's just some good good practice for things i'll probably be doing in the future so yeah good preparation for yeah. sure yeah mm -hmm. um so you want to go to law school mm -hmm. do you want to be a lawyer is that the goal is that what i'm that's getting? usually why you go to law school yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm just clarifying a lot of people you know you don't know what's going on so what kind of lawyer do you want to be you have any idea um, the natural progression would be a corporate lawyer, but I don't necessarily think that's what I want to do. I think working in public policy, uh, advising, whether that's in like an economic field or in education, because that's one of my other passions. Uh, yeah, so just maybe in politics, I don't necessarily want to be a politician because I'm not a narcissist, but uh, <laughs> just being behind the scenes um, and using that legal knowledge and hopefully that economics background to kind of tie the two together. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I think that's a very good like mesh of like things. Because like you. econ's like very pervasive in like everything. Yeah. But also exactly. law is as well. So I think it's like really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's really Thanks, great. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> no, law, law is super interesting. Actually last week so we had um the the, the wonderful Sam Bot on last week and mm -hmm. he also is he's graduated from WB Carey and he's studying for the ELS. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty um tough. and he was telling me last year that there's like six different parts to it and like some of the parts are like random and doubled up and some are like fake and don't get graded. And it's, yeah. It seems like it's a very, uh, a very difficult thing to do, to say the least. <laughs> so I wish you luck and I'm sure you'll do amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I mean, the only experience I've had with you in academic studying, I had ec microeconomics with you last year, um, like we were talking about before the podcast started. And you were a, a, major, a, a major contributor to my A in that class. So I have to thank you for that, well, for thank sure. You. Um, we, had some, feel, yeah. we had some good study sessions, without a, without a doubt. So something that I'm personally interested in, in something that you're involved in, um, you're in some kind of podcast class with your human event professor. Mm -hmm. And for those that don't know, uh, human event is a Barrett course that you take your freshman year. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, that's about philosophy and, and all that. Yeah, literature and history. Literature and history and all that good jazz. Right. So, and you're actually, it's like a one-on-one -on -one class from what I, from what you told me, right? It's a one credit class. It's, it's a one credit yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. 
And so what exactly do you do in this podcast class? So we meet once a week for 50 minutes. It's a like group of 20 of us and we are just discussing the feasibility of a, a Barrett human event podcast. We'll, the goal would be to like have a, yeah, a podcast where we discuss these pieces of literature and maybe like the backgrounds of these authors and what kind of contributed to these stories and trying to find the story behind the story. Um, but right now, basically, all of our all of our homeworks are just listening to podcasts, and so it's a it's the life. I'll be honest. That's awesome. Yeah. What what any notable podcast that you listen to thus far? Revisionist history. Is That's a, a good one. Malcolm Gladwell podcast. Uh, highly recommended. Half an hour episodes, and feel like you learn something new like every single time, and it feels like it's time well spent. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. That's super cool. Um, so I guess I, I'm, again, personally, I'm a fan of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a podcast. We might be a little biased. We might be a little bit bi- <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little biased. I listen to podcasts like mm-hmm. all the time. Um, what do you think? And I know this isn't really the uh-huh. point of the class, but what do you think goes into making a good podcast? So you listen to revisionist mm-hmm. history. And this is a question for you too, Thomas. Um, you listen to re- revisionist mm-hmm. history. You're discussing podcasts. You're on a podcast now. What would you say, um, makes you want to come back and, and listen more? I think just it depends what type of podcast it is. Uh, like you have those like conversational podcasts, which I really like. They have typically little to no structure, but typically the people who are on them are just very interesting. And right. Interesting people, so you just like listening to them. Whether it's like Mark Marin, that's one I could just think of off the top of my head. Uh, but ones I listen to probably a little more, or maybe like the more story-driven ones, kind of like revisionist history. And honestly, they're just these really great examples of like storytelling and like as a art like an oral tradition you know um and they're just really they're really well structured and they they follow like these this very exact structure and they're really interesting and they're able to tell really compelling and profound stories if they're really good ones and anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes so and they always feel if i always feel like it was time well spent i think that's a good uh, measure if I'm gonna return to that podcast, right? Okay. And so, like I said, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh-huh. Um, everyone will tell you that. And I have two kind of forms of, of the mm-hmm. podcast that I enjoy. Right. So, like, like you just said, I, I like to come away from it feeling like I've I've taken something from it, like I've yeah. learned something, or I'm some kind of I don't know, like I've been enlightened in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I listen to a lot of business podcasts, specifically about like venture capitalism mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I feel like I learned a lot from that. But on the flip side, I also, like you said, like the podcasts that are very conversational, right? Like I listen to the Joe Rogan Experience. Mm-hmm. I listen to the James Altucher Alt- Alt- show. And it's a lot of, it, it, you don't really necessarily learn anything, but it's entertaining to listen to. Um, and it's if it's entertaining, then I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So Thomas, I know you you don't listen <laughs> to as many podcasts. No, I don't exactly listen to podcasts very regularly. Um, but I have said like I can definitely say if I were to listen to more podcasts, I would look for the, exactly those two things that you guys have both touched on. <laughs> so excuse the redundancy, but it's also like something that's very interesting, but it's also something you take away from. Um, I think it's important that you not f- watch a podcast and feel like you're wasting your time, or listen to a podcast and waste <laughs> your time. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty important. Um, and also, if you're not very engaged and if it's not very interesting, then you're not gonna like want to mm-hmm. keep coming back to it. Definitely, you know, it's absolutely one of those human things. Also, excuse me, I'm like a little sick, so I sound kind of distressed. Please stay away from me. Yeah, I can't afford to get sick. Want to give me a hug? No, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think everyone's getting sick right now. It's yeah. like sick season. It's yeah. Definitely. It's really bad. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier, so we're me and Thomas are both WPC 101 facilitators. We can be like we teach our own little classes of WPC 101, and we always ask them like the highs and lows, right? And everyone yeah. has been saying in the classes that they're getting sick. Like everyone is mm-hmm. sick on campus right now. So walk around with a face mask and mm-hmm. some Febreze or something. Yeah, I, I don't like really know what prevents sickness. Hydro flask is like OJ. Like yeah. Not good, man. All right, let's let's uh let's get a little deep here. So, Jack, who would you say is your biggest hero uh-huh. or your biggest role model? And it doesn't necessarily have to be in law, or mm-hmm. or, or a, it it doesn't have to be a a Darby Carey student, right? Uh-huh. I know we all are, you know, my biggest hero heroes, you know, Maddie Kramer, obviously, and I'm sure that's everyone else is in here too. But besides <laughs> Maddie, and besides you know Tim someone Dash. Tim Dash, right? <laughs> What, who was your biggest hero? Um, I had a elementary school reading teacher named Mr. Shelton, Mr. Mike Shelton, um, and I still keep in touch with him, and he would be my greatest hero. He is one of the most intelligent, uh, hardworking people like I've ever met, and he's an elementary school teacher, and just the passion that you know that he brought like every single day. This class I was in for like three years, like that's something that I would want to bring to anything that I do. And I think it definitely shaped also how I, the importance I place on education and how that shaped me. It was like a class that was kind of an anomaly, like going to public schools my entire life. It was a, it was a gifted reading course um, where we were forced to like, not forced, but we were given the opportunity to talk about really really deep and critical topics that a lot of elementary school kids don't actually think about or talk about. But I think the fact that he had that that respect for our own intelligence that made a really profound impact on me. He's been teaching for 25 years, and so thinking like making that impact in a profession that not everyone necessarily thinks is like one of the most important jobs in the world, he's probably made a bigger impact than most people ever do in their lifetime and to think the impact he's had on kids for over 20 years is really amazing that's something what and whatever i do i hope that i could have like half that impact on people right that's really cool um that's awesome and it's it just goes to show right um that if you i mean you we've all gone through you know whatever it was how many years of public or or private education i don't know if you were in a charter Mm -hmm. school or anything like that um but but what like you know, pre-college education. And it's funny how you have that one teacher that stands out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would argue against the masses, right, that education and, and teaching is probably one of the most important jobs in our society, Definitely. if not oh, the yeah. most important, mm-hmm. because they're, you know, they're educating our youth, and that's extremely important, right? Yeah, right. So, and I mean, obviously, what I mean, that's that's an amazing answer you just gave, because bringing that kind of passion and that kind of drive and that kind of I mean, just energy to any profession is extremely important, and mm-hmm. you'll be successful in anything that you do if you replicate what Mr. Shel- Shel- Mr. Shelton, Mr. Yeah. Shelton did. Um, <laughs> and it it just goes to show how big of an impact teachers can have on students' lives that bring that extra, you know, oomph, mm-hmm. right? So me, me personally, just relating to that story, I had a um, my my economics professor my senior year of high school. His name was Mr. Diller, and he was like one of the first teachers in our like school district, and he's he's you know a super old guy. And he was so he made such a big impact on people that they actually made an award after him, like a district-wide award called the Diller Award. Wow! Whoa. And he had like 
like a hall of fame wall where if you did good in his class or like you you did some kind of act of service to someone else in your class or help them with something mm-hmm. he would take your picture with him and then put him on his wall of fame and he has just tons of pictures of all of his students from like the years prior mm-hmm. so it, it's amazing and there are there are certain teachers that you know spend their own more time than they need to at school and spend their own money and their own energy and making sure that their education their curriculum is mm-hmm. you know by by far the best they can provide oh yeah absolutely have thomas have you had a teacher that has made that kind of impact on you um i definitely had um i met her my freshman year of high school um her name was miss denny miss laura denny um she was the business teacher at my high school um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, she definitely taught, you know, like all of the stages of the business course. She taught like mm-hmm. the intro or the elements and then intro, then principles or whatever the track was. Um, but she basically, I saw her at like the freshman orientation fair and she was like, she's talking to me about whatever. And I told her that I wanted to eventually go into business and like, all that kind of stuff that I was thinking about going into business that I hadn't decided on it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, register for this class for like the first class and like see where you go. And I was like, all right, for sure, like, sounds good. Um, so I definitely, like, took her first class and, like, fell in love with how she was so passionate about not only the subject material, but, like, the students. She genuinely cared about if the students were succeeding, not only in her class, but, like, outside of it. There were several times where she, like, asked me about, you know, how, how are you doing? You know, I would always answer, like, oh, yeah, the class is super easy. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. How are you doing? And like I think it's like those teachers that take the extra effort mm-hmm. and really speak to you about not only the class and grades and school, but really about like how the students are actually doing. I think those ones make the real positive mm-hmm. impact. Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. I mean, teaching and education in, in in general is extremely important. And I think we're also so fortunate. We've all had our share of bad teachers that oh, yeah. we just don't like and mm-hmm. we don't get along with. But we're so fortunate to be in the United States. And to have that kind of education system that, you know, supports us, even in the, you know, the the seemingly minimalist way that it might be supporting us, it's still supporting us, and it's still there, and it's still available to everyone, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to be lucky for that, and we have to be especially lucky for the Mr. Shelton's of the world, because (laughs) they they really do make, make education worthwhile, and they really, you know... Like you said, you from that moment, you decided that whatever you're going to be doing, you're going to be putting in that passion and that mm-hmm. energy to whatever you're doing. So it's just, yeah, it stays with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Totally. Makes a mark. Absolutely. So next, let's touch on um, the Tillman Scholars. Mm-hmm. So, Jack, you're involved. You're a Tillman Scholar. Can you just give us a brief explanation of what that is? Yeah, it's a – so the program, uh, we, had, we applied last semester, and it's a, it's a leadership program uh, – Based more uh, based in service uh, like community service. It's leadership through action is the name um, of like the program. And so during this fall semester, I'm in a class taught by Dr. Mokwa, um, who is a marketing professor here and head of the marketing department. Um, and it's just a three-hour class every week that we discuss uh, topics about our community, just a bit different uh, topics about leadership. And it's we just have long discussions and then the second part of the program is during the second semester we're um, we have to kind of come up with our own service projects and implement it and so we're able to kind of use those skills we've learned in this first semester and then apply them to a a topic or issue that we are ourselves passionate about some people are passionate about like politics and in particular making sure 
people know all the facts and so there's a they kind of had a a fact checker fact checking program for local elections and such um i think that's what it was i know that could be all really wrong but <laughs> um but you know we we can just apply kind of our passions and these skills that we're learning to something in our own community and so it's really exciting and it's a really really great group of individuals and you know, we're both in, we're all in business ambassadors, and it's kind of that same idea of just a really great group of high-achieving students um, who just, you feel like they're making you better just by talking to them and kind of hearing their own passions, the things that they're doing, and it's just a gr really great group to, I feel like I've surrounded myself with, like, along with the business ambassadors, and yeah, it's just, it's really exciting, kind of combining my passion for leadership as well as service. So. That's awesome. Have you determined... Or, or narrow down what your service project is going to be like or be about yet? I've narrowed it down. Look, what I've been thinking this past week, um, I did the, I, I know, you, did you guys do Fleischer? Uh, I did not. No. You didn't no. know? Well, so I did Fleischer this past summer and working with those kids who are these really amazing, high achieving, really intelligent students who come from lower economic backgrounds. Um, talking to them, again, these very intelligent kids with really good GPAs, one thing I was seeing was lower test scores kind of across the board for these students um, and one thing I've always hated are standardized tests because I think they um, are kind of elitist and they give a leg up to the kids who can afford the resources whether or not they're the study materials or the uh, like private tutors and those kind of study sessions and so th I was thinking maybe implementing it this year was kind of this past class of Fleischer scholars but a, a program where I can get these students uh, study materials and then um, can maybe get some of the other Tillman scholars or other people I know that did well on these standardized tests to kind of work as tutors and volunteer their time to help these students because as awful as and how much I hate these tests they're so important and a lot of scholarship money um, hinges on these scores and really I don't necessarily think this, these kids will have any problem getting into a school like ASU, but in terms of maybe them making it affordable for them to come, like just working and retaking the test and kind of working with them and giving them the resources for them to be successful, because I think that's usually what it comes down to is just giving students the opportunities and giving them the resources and kind of leveling the playing field. And so that's what I'm thinking right now. And so it's just kind of a small thing just in the Phoenix area, but I think it would be something I'm passionate about kind of combining education and my hate for standardized tests. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I remember going through high school. Standardized tests were... Yeah, they're not yeah, they're, they're, they're not they're fun. Yeah. And like, it, the thing is, is like, you're right, like the test book, like the practice test booklets are like so expensive. And yeah. Like, like they honestly do prep you very very well like mm -hmm. they do their job but it's like you have to dish out some dough. yeah and so like, yeah the fact that you can study for them it's like these tests aren't really a great measure of like your actual intelligence just how well you've studied or been like forced to study sure um so yeah so i think it'd be something interesting to get that's awesome in. no that yeah. i mean that, that's great and it's um that's great that you like saw that in the in the fletcher scholars fletcher yeah fletcher scholars um have you thought about like scaling it to some kind of like online like form of of of, of test prep for test I mean <laughs> like make it so they have to yeah. like put in their their FAFSA score or something like that uh -huh. and then determining what their FAFSA score mm -hmm. is grants them access mm -hmm. to like a like a free version yeah. of a online test prep program mm -hmm. I mean 
I hope like that maybe could be what I could grow into yeah, you know, right, right now, just starting small. Like I have to start somewhere. Right, so absolutely. Yeah, so like maybe, yeah, eventually, yeah, definitely increasing the scope and whether or not it's just like Arizona or, yeah, using the internet. Right. Which, you know, I would probably need to gain a little more skills if I was going to like spearhead that. But, you know, I think it's all about like... Get grants. Exactly. Hire yeah. a developing team. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. contracting. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's great. Um, I think we're going to have to end it here. Yeah, I would have to end it a little bit early. Me and Thomas have to run off oh, to that's okay. yeah, an yeah. executive board meeting for Business Ambassadors. Yes. Um, but, Jack, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, this really was an it. absolute blast. Jack Longo, going to do great things, going to go into <laughs> law, going to serve S- serve the kids with some study books. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah you're going to do great yeah. things. Well, thank um, you. And definitely looking forward to seeing how that all pans out for you, for sure. Right. Well, I'm excited for the like just the podcast, like the whole concept of the podcast. It's so awesome yeah. that you guys are doing that. Well, thank definitely. you. It's, yeah. it's definitely fun. It's a fun time. Yeah. Love to spend time with Thomas. Like spending he's, time with Hunter. He's a cool guy. Thanks, all right, man. so Thomas, <laughs> going to end it with a quote? Yeah, so this week's quote comes from Henry Ford. Uh, he says, coming together is a beginning, staying together is progress, and working together is success. And that kind of goes with everything we're about, right? So yeah, thanks again for everything, guys, and thanks for tuning in. Yep, thanks for listening.